Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, co-journers. Glad you're here for another episode of the Homecoming Podcast, and I'm excited. We have a poem on today. And those of you who would like to share your poems or vows, please send them to me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. That's homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. And today's poem is from Kat Francis. And Kat is a Caribbean American woman, a mother, a doula, a yoga teacher, a writer, and a musician. And I am excited about your poem, Kat. As I read it to myself, I really, really enjoyed it. So I'm excited to read it out loud on today. All right. This piece is called Aching for Me, which reminds me of our first episode, I think, when I talk about can you admit that you miss yourself? Can you say, I miss me? Right. So uh, I'm not sure if that is the episode that was the inspiration, but I love this piece and I'll read it now. Aching for me. I am always aching, aching, aching for love. It sits at the pit of my stomach, hanging, banging like steel pan drummers, vibrating down to the soles of my feet. It stews and cooks boiling and bubbling up. Its steam rises to distilled droplets sitting at the roof of my ribs. It drips down, disguised, transformed to longing. I am always, always aching, aching for love. In the way the shores ache for the sea, though the sea always come back again, though the sea never really leaves. In the way the oceans and rivers yearn for the sky, and the sky requites this love as it makes itself a mirror. And maybe I am a mirror too. Maybe I reflect love and love reflects me. I am always aching, aching, aching from the roof of my mouth to the heels of my feet and the crown of my skull to my roots and my seed. I am always aching, aching for me. Oh, my goodness, cat. <laughs> Ooh-wee. My, my, my. Yes, you captured it. You captured it, that uh, longing and that aching and that missing. And here's the part that, you know, really floors me is, you know, talking about uh, aching for the sea that has always been there, that never left, right? That we can uh, miss ourselves, uh, we can miss the spirit, and then realize, you know, I've always been here, that sometimes 
neglected or erased or disconnected or displaced, but still present. Yes, and that's the beauty of homecoming is no matter how long we have been away from ourselves, when we tap back in, when we reconnect with our authentic self, there is the clarity uh, that we have been there all along, uh, sometimes not seeing, not hearing, not feeling, not fully leaning into uh, who we are. So yes, Kat, I love it. <laughs> I love that poem. All right, you all. So on today, we're going to talk about uh, activating our courage, activating our courage. And so as we come home to ourselves, we begin to live more courageously, more boldly, more bodaciously. We begin to uh, live in a succulent way, right? In a full way, uh, instead of shrinking and hiding. And so it is my hope for you and for myself that we would occupy the fullness of our lives, that we would not uh, live beneath our possibility, beneath our purpose, uh, that we would not be uh, a fraction of ourselves. And I know that the realities of trauma and stress can cause us to shrink and to live beneath the radar and uh, to hide. And so as I heal, I reclaim my voice, my power, my possibility, my purpose. I start to show up more. I start to shine. I start to walk in faith. Um, I begin to fully realize the magnitude of our capacity, right? That uh, we are more capable than we often know and more capable than perhaps even the affirmation and encouragement that we have received. And I know many of you have had to bloom in the shade. And what does that mean? You know, that you came of age in an environment where you were not fully affirmed either by uh, your family or by your school or by society. Um, and so for all of us who uh, pressed through the concrete <laughs> that uh, bloomed even while uh, there were forces that were shading our shine, uh, it is important that we tap in to the psychological uh, construct of courage in order to go forward. Because, you know, as it is noted, uh, courage is not the absence of fear, but the willingness to go forward even when I am afraid. And so uh, that notion of uh, do it even if you're scared, do it even if your voice shakes and some of us have uh, hand tremors or body shakes uh, and yet showing up for life, right? Showing up for love, showing up for your vocation, uh, for your calling, showing up to use your gifts. And all of that requires courage. And uh, when I live courageously, I stand in uh, the fullness of my identity 
instead of living from the place of my wound. When my wound and my hurt and my heartbreak and my disappointment are guiding me, uh, then I am perpetually uh, stooping, shrinking, hiding. Um, but as I heal, I begin to step forward uh, into the light, knowing that I may not always hit the mark, I may not always hit the target, but I'm going to step up anyway, right? I am willing uh, to do that. And so I don't know what area of your life right now uh, that you are wanting more courage in, but I encourage you to apply these uh, strategies or tips in every area. So we think about uh, being courageous in our um, professional plans, to be courageous in love, to be uh, courageous in um, our community impact, to be courageous in our spiritual lives, uh, to be courageous about your healing, right? It takes courage to uh, reflect on yourself, to look at yourself. It takes courage to go to therapy. It takes uh, courage to uh, be introspective and to be open to change and to growth. That takes courage uh, because it means uh, even though there is a way of living that is familiar to me, I am willing to step out of my comfort zone, out of the familiar, uh, into waters uh, that I do not know well, uh, but they call to me, they speak to me, they resonate, uh, they reflect me, as Kat would say. Uh, they are a reflection, a mirror um, of who I am. And so I step into that, even though it um, may be frightening, right? And I just believe that there are those of us who are listening on today who have been uh, big fish in little ponds, right? And so uh, you are excellent at the level where you are, um, but there is more within you, right? And so whether that is more in terms of your professional dreams, your educational dreams, your mental health uh, desires for yourself, whether that is more in terms of um, owning your own health, even your physical health, uh, wherever that is, that the more will take courage to step out of the zone in which you are already uh, flowing with ease, in which uh, in some ways uh, you have outgrown it, right? And so I am here today in particular for those who um, has, have grown to the point where your current life circumstance is stifling, is uh, restrictive, um, is cutting off uh, the full span of your wings. Yes. And so it takes courage to launch. It takes courage to dream again especially if you have ever had your dreams uh, scattered, discouraged, disappointed, uh, disjointed. And so to reclaim those pieces of the stained glass, 
you know, that is yourself and your dreams on the floor before you and say, I am picking up these pieces and I am creating something new that I'm going to uh, come out of the place of my stuckness because a part of what keeps me stuck is comfort with the familiar, you know? And so uh, as we think about activating your courage, uh, the first thing that it is important to get clear about is um, to really try to hone in on uh, the vision, uh, the dreams, the aspirations for your life, right? Because when I am uh, confused and lacking clarity, I will not be able to activate in a direction right? Because it all looks interesting. It all looks good. Or I feel, you know, pulled in a million directions or I'm continuously waiting for other people to tell me what I should do next. And so to have courage uh, is really uh, a response to an internal pull, not just what other people say you should do, right? And so that's why the homecoming is so important so that you can have clarity within yourself, right? To tap in to the voice within so that I can know what is it I am being courageous about. And so I encourage you as a homework this week to, to really journal about the vision, right? What is the vision for this season? And I wanna name while some people have like one vision that kind of sustains them through their whole lives, uh, there are also those of us who will have seasonal visions, right? Uh, seasonal dreams or aspirations or goals. And so then it becomes like, what is it I am trying to do uh, in this season? What is it that I am working toward, walking toward? Uh, let me get clear and specific about that so that courage will move from being like an abstract concept uh, to something concrete that I can measure, right? It's hard to say that I have been courageous if I'm not clear what I'm being courageous about, right? So I want to be courageous in what area of my life and how will I know that I have done it, right? Where is the evidence? Because what some people can do is sometimes spend uh, years uh, reflecting dreaming, talking themselves out of their dreams, or can spend uh, years journaling or going to therapy, and there is still no outward sign of an internal shift, right? But when things have shifted for you on the inside, there will be evidence on the outside, right? And so um, I don't want to just feel courageous. I want to live courageously, right? And so begin to reflect and journal about what will it look like? What will be different when I live from the place of my courage instead of my fear? That when I evict fear from the driver's seat, and the fear might still be present, right? It's in the car, but I'm not going to let it drive me. <laughs> so I uh, got to, you know, put it in the back seat if it's there. But if I if I am letting courage do the driving, uh, wh where is the destination 
right? And so to activate your courage is to get clarity um, about your goals, your vision, your dreams, right? Not the ones that uh, you gave up on or the ones you have surrendered or um, the ones that you will not even acknowledge to yourself uh, because you don't want to be disappointed, but to name it, right? To speak it, to see it. You have to uh, be able to visualize it. We talk about imagery and psychology. You know, can you see yourself uh, going back to school? Can you see yourself, uh, visualize yourself starting that business? Uh, can you see yourself uh, utilizing your spiritual gifts? Can you see yourself re-entering love, right? Can you see it? So begin to, and for some of you, it is so frightening that you're like, I can't see it, right? And to even sit with that, right? To journal about what are the things blocking me from being able to even see it, right? And reflecting on that. Um, what are the wounds and the fears that I need to navigate to get from where I am to even being able uh, to see it, yes? And uh, then once you are able to at least see where it is, what you are looking toward, then to activate your courage, uh, it takes coming up with uh, a daily process or a smaller step uh, between where you are and where that place is. Sometimes the thing that we are dreaming or hoping for is so big that uh, we get discouraged because it can take a while. Those of us who are big dreamers, <laughs> yes, it's not something you can do in a day, right? If it's a big one. Um, but that is why I, I need to start to be able to see uh, the progress along the way to make uh, the goals for myself along the way, right? That if it is to courageously start a business, you know, there are a lot of steps between having a dream of a business and actually like opening those doors or launching it online. And so to map out those steps and then steadily, right, steadily going after it, right, that, you know, I know down the road I'm going to have to perhaps apply for this small business loan. And that feels very frightening for me. But before I even get there, what are the things that I need to do here? What are the things I can do today, this week, that will ready me for that piece of it that is down the road? Yes. So I invite you to start to look at uh, the steps along the way to get you um, from point A to point Z. Not only that, it will be important um, to get clarity about uh, the root of the fear, right? The root of the fear. What uh, is it? And often it is maybe multiple experiences. So what is it that talked you out of your courage and your confidence to go forward or to launch? What are the experiences that uh, made you afraid? Who were the voices that talked you out of your gift and your skill and your possibility? 
who taught you to uh, lay low or to fly beneath the radar. And as you think about those experiences, a part of our psychological growth is to shift out of overgeneralizing, right? When I overgeneralize, I start to think that one experience or a few experiences will define and limit every experience, right? So it's like, um, well, I applied for that and I didn't get it. Okay, that happened, right? So then we say like, I'm afraid to apply again, right? So it becomes really uh, sitting with myself to distinguish an event or some events from all events. So some rejections do not mean that I will always face rejection, right? If I, you know, applied for the loan and I didn't get it, okay, let's see if I can get some feedback to figure out why it didn't work this time. If I was courageous in love and I loved with my full heart and I put myself all the way out there and then my heart got broken, right? It can be um, easy to understand why we would overgeneralize and start to say, you know, I am now afraid of love because I don't want my heart to be broken. But if I overgeneralize and make uh, the brokenhearted moment the representation of all that is possible, then I will not live out the fullness of my courage. Yes. So I invite you to think about those experiences or those voices or those observations that have you hiding. And as you remember those experiences, some long ago and some maybe recent, I invite you to first really give yourself compassion that it is understandable that fear has been dominant, right? So this is not a place of uh, shame or guilt or, you know, statements like just get over it. Like there, this is not that place, yes? So I have compassion for myself as I start to think about why is it that I've been living small, right? So instead of judging myself for it, condemning myself for it, it is understandable, right? I don't want to stay in this place, but I, I get it, right? I get why I have lived the way I have lived, right? And so I can have compassion for myself. I can grieve those experiences that robbed me of my courage and robbed me of my confidence. And then even as I acknowledge it and I grieve it, some of you may have anger about it as well, those things that took your courage. Uh, then I also set my intention on healing it, healing those wounds because I don't want to live the rest of my life out of that wound, right? I don't want those hurtful experiences to have the final say on my possibility. And so facing and healing the sources of those fears um, are really, is really important. And then I want to encourage you to reflect on and be honest with yourself about what the lack of courage has cost you. 
Because while we may be afraid of being bold and going forward, we can also be honest with ourselves uh, that our stagnation or our fear-based living um, has cost us some stuff, right? Has cost us fulfillment, has cost us time, uh, has cost us opportunity. Um, and so when I get very clear about what some of the costs have been, it will motivate me, it will inspire me uh, to move forward, recognizing um, I can't, I do not necessarily have a do-over for the doors I did not enter because I was afraid. But what I can say is in this moment, in this season, I'm knocking on some doors, <laughs> building some doors, I'm opening some doors. Um, I am remembering the times that I was shrinking in my past and potentially what I missed out on because of that. And I'm not going to say stay stuck in the grief or self-condemnation. I just remind myself of that uh, so that it can inspire, provoke, motivate me, wake me up uh, to activate in this moment because I don't want uh, any more of those losses, right? I want to reclaim my time, reclaim my gifts, reclaim my possibility uh, so that I can go forward with courage. And then for courage to be activated, accountability is important. And so uh, to begin to speak your dreams and visions out loud, uh, to speak what you desire out loud um, to uh, others so that you can, you know, be accountable to yourself and to other people. Uh, some people work with a coach. Some people, it may be your best friend. Uh, for others, it may be to say to your supervisor, you know, an aim that you have for yourself professionally, right? Uh, to speak it out loud so that you can, uh, in the naming it, really own it, right? If it's just something buried in my heart, it can kind of be easier to ignore. But the more I begin to write it, to speak it, to name it, uh, then the courage begins to get stirred up on the inside for me to go after it. And uh, the last one I will mention is to activate your courage, get in the presence of courageous people. Mm, I love it. <laughs> I love to talk to big dreamers. I love to talk to big doers. I love to talk to people who go after it, especially those people who um, it, it did not come easy, but they pressed their way through, right? Those who were, for example, uh, first ones in their family to attend college. Uh, when I think about, for example, my mother who does global work with women all over the world. And what you all should know is my mom has a fear of flying, right? And yet pre-COVID, she was getting on those planes all the time to go work with different women's groups in different countries. And so, you know, I would say to her, you know, how do you do that when you have like this fear of flying? And she said, well, you know, once I get the vision of where I'm supposed to be or what I'm supposed to do, 
you know, then I have to do it. I just, I go do it, right? I do it afraid, sitting on the plane, praying and hoping, right? Against all the turbulence, but going forward, right? So when you talk to uh, courageous people, when you have courageous people in your life, it will help to inspire and activate your courage. I am excited about what we will do when we live out the fullness of who we are. And I want you to know you are deserving and worthy of that, of fulfillment, of living from the place of your courage and not being dominated or controlled by your fears. And even when the fear shows up, that we have compassion for ourselves, hold ourselves closely as we set the intention to walk in the direction of our dreams. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. Bye.